0: Joe Biden's in your house, as I say, he's he's here in my house in your house and we're getting hurt. And that's going to doom him because it's not going to reverse. Unfortunately, we're in for a year of pain. And um, it's because of Biden. Now, you can blame his advisors and everybody else, but it's him. Now, his advisors are idiots. And I'll get into that in a moment. So um, now what the. Biden people are pushing is for this so-called reconciliation bill, which is the giveaway bill. So it started at 3.5 trillion. It's now down about 1.7. It'll get down about 1.4. Nobody wants this except the people who are getting the gifts from the government. They want it, but nobody else wants it. And with the inflation, um, it's almost making things worse even for the people getting the free money so the tax foundation did a study and it said that if this reconciliation bill passes all right the usa will then have the highest personal income tax rate in the world for the highest earners that would be 57 percent you add in all the medicare stuff and the social security stuff and everything 57 and new york state where i am You're going to tack on 8% sales tax for everything you buy. And then the income tax is hovering around 10% here. So I'm I'm into 70% territory. So that is socialism. You take people's money that they work hard for, they earn. You take it away and you give it to illegal migrants who may have been mistreated. That's who you give it to and other people like that. There's going to be a revolt. This is not going to stand because independents are. They're getting it now. Now, the zealots and the far left people, they'll never get it. They want to tear down society. I'll get to that in a moment. So the highest tax rates, income tax rates in the world would be 57 percent USA if this insane bill gets passed. Japan, 56% Japan. But Japan doesn't have state tax. All right, Denmark, 56, France, 55, Austria, 55, Greece, 54, Canada, 54, Portugal, 53, Belgium, 53, Sweden, 52. Those are the very, very highest level people. There are many of them in those countries because it's a quasi-socialist system. You can't make much money. And the people know if they, the more money they make, they're not gonna have anything. So they don't even try to make it. That's how crazy it is. Um, Okay, so we learned today that October inflation is up six point two percent over last October uh, when Donald Trump was in office. Now, six point two percent year to year is a pretty big inflation jump. All right. And food is up five percent. All food. You want a steak. That's up forty five percent. You want all food. The average is up five percent. Fuel is up 59%. What's fuel? That's heating and cooling your home. 59%. So if you have a pool you want to heat or a hot tub or, you know, stay dry. Um, Gas is up um, 30% uh, year to year. And used vehicles up 26%. So it, it's really incredible. Now, the gas, what brings that down, that number would be much higher if not for the southern states. Some of them have managed to keep the gas prices down. All right. But California, New York, where I am, they're hovering around five dollars a share. And the prediction is the gas prices, gasoline prices per gallon go up 50 percent. I'm sorry, 50 cents, 50 cents a gallon before Christmas. You imagine that? Fifty cents. So what's really going on here? So the Biden administration knows all this and they go, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's temporary. okay." and Ken Langone, founder of Home Depot, is on, I think it was CNBC today. And he goes, no, it's not. It's not temporary because there's nothing being done. Nothing to tamp that inflation down. In fact, their government is spending more money, printing more money. That doesn't tamp inflation down, all right? And then the supply chain problems and labor problems, all that makes goods more scarce. And when goods are more scarce, prices for them go up. When you're a trucker and you're paying 50, 60% more for fuel than you did last year at this time, then what you're transporting, the price is going to go up to the grocery store. This is fundamental. And I always say this, this time last year, think back one year ago, the VAX just rolled out. Trump was still president. He had lost, but he was still in office. VAX rolled out. We're in the middle of the COVID horror. I mean, a real tight grip of COVID. Were there any supply chain problems? No. Was there any inflation? No. Were there labor problems? No. People got where they wanted to go. They were paying even lower prices for food and fuel and other essentials. So you're telling me that in the middle of this horror of COVID, the government could keep things under control, but Biden a year later when COVID is subsiding can't? This sheer incompetence now when put yourself in the in the oval office all right because i know a little bit about this so biden's there and, and he's got advisors coming in all the time and they they got to tell him hey your poll numbers are going down inflation's going up supply problems are terrible blah 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 blah, blah. now you would think that like clinton and obama when things went south for them they would start to change but they're not why because the transformational philosophy is more important than governance i me try to explain that what biden and the progressive left want to do is transform the country in three essential areas one the economy they want to turn the capitalist economy into a quasi-socialist economy controlled from Washington. If you break the capitalist system, the free marketplace system, then the government has to come in, number one. They also want to inject a green economy, environmental justice. That means that all research and development has to go to wind turbines, solar, all of that. As I reported earlier, The problem with that is that China makes all that stuff. So if you want to get it, you got to get it from them. It's not like we're setting up big plants here to manufacture wind turbines and solar panels. We're not. So the research money, all of that's going to benefit China. Will it benefit us? I don't know. Who knows? Didn't benefit Texas last winter. The second is education. The transformational education vision is to turn the student classroom into a far left classroom. America is bad as it stands now, but we noble people, we progressives are gonna make it good. But first we have to clear out all the white guys, All the traditional American tenets, clear that out because they're evil. They oppress minorities. You gotta do that and you gotta buy into it, you seven-year-olds listening to this loony left-wing teacher. Transform education. That's already happened at the college level. My alma mater, Marist College, used to be a really vibrant school to help working class students of all colors. It's now a left-wing lunatic asylum. It is. I mean, it it breaks my heart to say it. Georgetown, Villanova, Boston College, all of these schools founded on Judeo-Christian philosophy. Gone. That's stunning, okay? But that's what... The Biden administration wants to do with the high schools, middle schools, and grammar schools. Third is to wipe out Judeo Christian philosophy, all of it, even though our Constitution is based on it. Judeo Christian philosophy is evil because it oppresses minorities. It led to slavery, okay, and all of the other terrible things. We've got to get it out. And replace it with secularism where there is no higher power we know we owe no allegiance to anyone but ourselves and the strong central virtue-seeking government in washington so it's short-term pain for long-term gain the transformation can't happen until you break down the economy the education, and the Judeo-Christian philosophy. That's the big picture here. That's what's happening. Now, does Joe Biden understand that? No. He's not smart enough to understand it. Are they telling him that? No. But the architects behind his administration, and the best example is open borders. You don't open borders, particularly in a COVID pandemic, Unless you are trying to alter the country. That's what you're trying to do. So if you add all it up, lot, everybody asking you write letters, why, why, why? That's the why. That's the why. Now, they only got a year. They're going to get whacked in the midterms next November, unless the dim-witted Republicans, and I'm dimwitted is the word, Because they're not going to tell you what I just told you. Mitch McConnell going to tell you that? He doesn't know. They're dim-witted. They better come up with an overall philosophy and specific solutions. Will they? I don't know. I mean, I don't see any bright lights. I deal with President Trump a lot. We have a lot of discussions. And he hears what I say. All right, our pal Sean Spicer, he works at Newsmax. He did the program at 6 p.m. He was a former spokesperson for Donald Trump, as you know. He's got a new book, Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's Dangerous Plan for America. Is doing very well. So I'm reading the book, and uh, I get to Chapter 3, and the first paragraph is pretty illuminating. I want to put it up on the screen. I'll read it to you. Spicer writes, quote, A little after 5 p.m. on Inauguration Day, President Biden entered the Oval Office for the first time as president, seated himself behind a resolute desk. There, in a space of 20 minutes, he destroyed women's sports, slammed the brakes on America's economic recovery, eliminated thousands of jobs, made American families poorer, opened American borders, angered our ally Canada and gave a huge gift to America's worst international foes, including Russia and communist China. All in a day's work for the president, who a few hours later had pledged, I will be a president for all Americas, by placing his signature on 17 executive actions he had sent, America careening far to the left. So I am pretty perceptive, and I didn't know the time frame was so intense, but 17 executive orders in, uh, you know, a short period of time. So joining us now from Orlando, Florida, where the Trump um, O'Reilly history tour will be on the 12th of December. Spicer, you better show up to that, by the way. It's on me. I'm, I'll comp you.
2: I, well, you don't need I'm actually camping out. That's why I'm here. Oh, yeah? I'm getting
0: in. line. I want to be first in line. I well, so, you, you, you know, I, I you. You can do the little uh, what do they call it? The barbecue outside before the tell- tailgating thing. But anyway, it's going to be quite a show. Um, In fact, you know a lot, but the stuff that we're going to get into, you may not know.
2: Well, if it's half what that that monologue was, I mean, I'm sitting here taking notes. I didn't know about that executive order, and I I do this every day. I work in the White House. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I could write another book based on what you just said in the last 17 minutes. Well, that's my job. (laughs)
0: You know, my job is to, to uncover the facts, not to just spout off about ideological stuff. But anyway, look, The question, my first question is, Biden gets in. He's not an intellectual giant. You know, that. everybody knows that. He's not a thinker. He's a pal. Um, yep. And all of a sudden, he's got 17 executive orders. They had to be written for him, right? They had to be prepared for him. This whole strategy had to be unfolded, he gets in, he's got the pen, bing, 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 bing. That's how it went down, right? Yeah, but look,
2: I I wanna dovetail off something that you just said, because it plays right into this. These guys, you and I are probably the only two people on this page, any normal Democrat after the beating that they took last Tuesday night would have said, we got to tack back to the middle. We got to triangulate. We got to stem our losses from the upcoming midterms. These guys realized that they have 12 months left to make what I call a radical nation in the book happen. And so they're going to do everything they can to jam things through in the next 12 months. And that's where I think that that the folks on the right don't get it, that they think that these guys are going to go, oh my gosh, we, we got to mend our ways. In fact, the opposite. They know they're losing the House. So they're gonna double down on everything left. But here's the other point that I wanna make that you touched on. Joe Biden and the and these folks are trying to become, as I state in this book clearly, the most progressive president ever. Bill, it's not about accomplishment. That's the thing that people have to get through their head. What Joe Biden is doing through the people that he appoints and the policies that he proposes is to go down and cement a legacy as the most progressive president ever. That's it, he doesn't want accomplishment, he wants legacy and he knows if he appoints a bunch of firsts, the first female woman of color to be vice president, the first LGBTQ secretary of transportation, that the left will love him forever because he will have all of these firsts, not the most qualified,
0: not the most accomplished, but they check the ideological woke boxes. But the strategy is doomed to failure and he's not smart enough nor are his advisors to know that, because the thumping that the Democrats took last week has now made a guy like Joe Manchin much more powerful. All right, because oh, he saw that the folks don't want this agenda. And he knows, as every politician should, that the deciders in the general elections, whether it be governor or senator, congressman, or president, are now independents. And according to the USA Today poll, independents are now against Joe Biden seven to one. So if you go and you want to win and regain power, the Republicans have to court, not their own crew. Don't speak to the choir. The choir is going to stay there. But you've got to say, we have a better idea. That's what I told Donald Trump. talked to him yesterday. I said, look, you got to dial down the confrontational stuff. You don't need it anymore. You needed it to defend yourself against the bogus Russian collusion stuff that we saw. But now you just run on your record. Yeah, you put your what record you up against Biden's record. It's insane.
2: I mean, it, it, literally, you go in 10 months. You've botched a massive withdrawal from Afghanistan. You've angered some of our most closest allies, whether it's Britain, France, South Korea, um, and and thrown the economy into a tailspin. Bill, I actually, you know, the funny thing is I want to trade you a story that you may not know, but then again, I never want to, su- I don't know that I'm ever going to surprise Bill O'Reilly, but let me throw one at you. Um, about three weeks ago, we had the first ever repatriation ceremony that our country's ever held with another country. We. Uh, we sent over 38 service members from korea and president moon of south korea flew to hawaii to repatriate six service members from the united states so as i said president moon lands there in hawaii at joint base hickam pearl harbor and do you know who greeted him from the biden administration i don't no one no one there go The president of South Korea flew over to the United States to repatriate six U.S. service members. We were handing back
0: 38. First time in history ever occurred. And And that means that that their remains were being sent back to each country. Did the governor of Hawaii show?
2: I don't know. They sent a military officer to to greet him. But I'm thinking to myself,
0: it just, the the lack of. They they don't care. I mean, believe me. Sean, if they don't care that gas prices are strangling working class Americans, if they don't care about that, they're not going to care about Mr. Moon from South Korea.
2: But the thing is, is that if you're not watching Bill O'Reilly or my show on Newsmax, and I have two chapters on the complicity of the media, they ignore that. No one covered that. No one's talking about the order right. that you just right. enlightened people because the media is running around saying Donald Trump's screwed. And then Bill O'Reilly says, no, not so much. Here's the executive order Barack Obama signed. But the problem is, is that this media that surrounds this president now is there to cheerlead for him and then cover up everything when he, sure. you know, any way you do up.
0: that is January 6th and all that stuff. Now, one more question for you in the book, again, is Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America. You have uh, a bunch of stuff about Vice President Harris. Why do you think her approval rating is 28 percent in that USA Today poll? That's shocking.
2: I'm sorry. I don't think that it is. Number one, she was rejected by her own party early in the primary process, right? So the only reason she got selected, and I talk about this in the book, is it, is what I mentioned again, a minute ago. Joe Biden wanted to be able to have a talking point. He wanted to be able to say that he appointed the first person, female of color, to be vice president. She's clearly not the most qualified. He's given her a bunch of tasks, you know, whether it's the border or all, and, and none of them have been done well. So you know, the funny thing about 28% is it's one thing to have the Republicans not like you, maybe even the independents but it's her own party that has turned against her. That's how bad she is. So I, I think the problem is, and I talk about these other people in the cabinet, in the book, that when you're choosing people based on the box that they'll check, whether than the qualifications that they have, you end up with people like Kamala Harris that get a 28% approval rating.
0: All right, well, it makes sense. Um, Richard Nixon, when he uh, resigned from office, had a 33% approval rating. Kyle Harris is five under. Hey, Sean, thanks for helping us out. Good luck with the Newsmax program at six o'clock. See you on the 12th. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you in Orlando, Florida on December 12th, and we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. One of the big things that we all can see with our own eyes and punishes us is the high gas prices. So there's no rebuttal to that. Biden can't say, Oh, don't worry about it. I didn't do it. Trump did it. You can't do anything like that. And that is going to be a big, big factor in the elections a year from now. Because when you punish working Americans, and that's what this government is doing, they're punishing working Americans. When you knock down the entire American fossil fuel industry, which was working pretty well under Trump, so gas prices, what, buck fifty more than he wore? So if you're in LA or San Francisco, and you guys deserve it out there, you're paying more than 100 bucks in some cases, to fill up your tank. So this isn't an issue, a political issue, where there are two sides to the story, or you debate it. This is a catastrophe. And then you add that to meat prices. I was in a restaurant today. Um, dimaggio's in on long island and eddie's got 55 bucks on a veal chop that's the highest price i ever saw and i said to him are people coming in buying that? he goes yeah people will spend what they want to spend to get what they want all right but what if you can't spend 55 bucks on a veal chop what if you got a family of six to feed so this kind of deprivation, and that's the key word, is all at the hands of the president of the United States. And That's why his poll numbers are terrible. And that's why everybody's lost confidence in him. Um, the bishops wrapped up their meeting. I was really disappointed in this. Um, so they had a week meeting in Baltimore, and it was billed that they were going to discuss whether Joe Biden can receive Holy Communion or not, because he's obviously in a state of mortal sin, according to the Catholic Church, by promoting abortion. If you make abortion easier, if you uh, demand that Catholics pay for it, you are in the state of mortal sin. And again, this is not a debatable issue. It's canon law. So I said, you know, it be an interesting discussion. No. So what happened was that they all got together and they passed a final document, 222 to eight. It's a big plurality. Put it up on the screen. And the question of whether or not to deny any individual group's Holy Communion was not on a ballot. The vote by the bishops last week tasked the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Doctrine to begin drafting of a document, On the Eucharist. So what this is, is a total dodge. Complete dodge. Is there anybody on earth going to read the document on um, the Eucharist? No. And the reason it happened was because, quietly, Pope Francis, who runs the Catholic Church as a singular person, said, I don't want this Biden stuff. Don't do it. And if you do do it, you're going to pay a price. So what most people don't know in the Catholic Church, because it's so centralized in Rome, it's not like Protestants, it's not like Judaism. The Catholic Church is a country, Vatican City. What people don't understand is that this is run not as a democracy. Whatever the Pope says goes. And if you go against what the Pope says, Your career as a bishop is over. Done. So that's why, after all the strum and dern, that this was going to come out and Biden was going to be confronted about his promotion of abortion, nothing happened. So what do I think about it? Because I'm a Roman Catholic. The theology, as I said many times, is not corrupted. What Jesus did, and I hope you read Killing Jesus, best book on Jesus as far as history is concerned, ever written. What Jesus's philosophy was has not changed. Jesus would never sanction abortion in any way. In fact, he'd take a whip, as he did in the temple, to those who were making it easier to have abortions. I believe that. Because it's a heinous sin. Even Pope Francis says it's a homicide. So the logical question, if I'm interviewing the pope, is you say it's a homicide, but what are you doing to stop the homicide? And the answer is nothing. So you can say abortion's a homicide. Now, you don't have to believe that. I mean, he believes it, apparently. But what are you doing to stop it? Nothing. You could. Making Biden an example, Biden's the most extreme abortion person ever in the Oval Office. No limitations. late term, any time, any reason, you have to pay for it. That's an extreme position that he did not hold up until maybe two years ago because he gives in to the progressive left. So the doctrine of the Catholic Church, not that you care if you're not Catholic, is solid, in my opinion, so I'm not going to dump it. But I can't have a lot of respect for the men who run the church. I'm sorry to say it right now. I mean, I and I really wish I could report accurately to you because that's what I do. But right now, I got a one point seven five trillion dollar proposal for this build back better thing. I mean, that's what they're putting out. But there's no breakdown that I can see. And that's an awful lot of money, particularly because they just passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. So they're trying to break the bank, they, the Democratic Party, and give as much money away to the folks as they can. We know that. We've been over it. That's their strategy to buy votes, create a socialistic uh, economy. And that's what this is all about. If I thought that Build Back Better would benefit you and me and all my viewers and listeners, I, I would endorse it. But I don't know what the dude's going on. I can't get a straight answer from these people. Nobody else can either. So no way. Um, Manchin basically flat out said he's not voting for it. Now, that was yesterday. But again, a lot of pressure on these people. But yesterday, Manchin said no. And there aren't any Republicans in the Senate going to vote for this. If you're a Republican in the House and you vote for it, you're dead. You'll never get elected again. All right, so the Wall Street Journal, they cover economics pretty thoroughly. I trust what they say. They source everything. So they say if this big bill passes, in addition to the infrastructure, that the United States of America will be the highest tax country on the planet. So my question is, is that where we want to be? So the Wall Street Journal says, The average payment, state and federal, will go up into the 50s. So right now, we're in the middle of the pack, 43%. That's what we pay on average to the feds and state. But this would go up into about 57%. Now, I'm not a selfish guy. I got plenty of money, and I worked hard for it. But if I'm going to continue, you know, running three news agencies, which I do, I don't want to give the federal government 57% of my income. Who would want to do that? Because we all know how much of it's going to be wasted. Nobody's going to watch it. The audits are going to be chaotic. It's just too much money. And the money goes from Washington to the individual states like California, and Illinois and New York for equity and whatever crazy thing they have. And who knows? But I know I'm gonna be paying 57%. So Germany is 47%, Sweden 52, France 55. We would pass all those countries and become the highest tax nation in the world. So when I was in uh, Munich in Bavaria right before COVID, I did a lot of research You made me remember that I reported, the German worker is taxed to here. Everything the German worker does, value-added tax. Everything he buys, you know, the municipal government Munich has his handout, the state has his handout, Berlin has his handout, and so you can't accumulate cash unless you cheat. What they call it, the gig economy, and a lot of people do. Most people do. All right. You can't accumulate money because the government takes it away. So what this does is it robs incentive. Now, I'm a success economically because I work damn hard and I always have. I never jake it. Even if I don't like who I'm working for, I give them their money's worth. All right. And I was willing to fork over what I had to fork over. But it was going up and up and up. And I'm not seeing the corresponding good for the nation. Now, maybe you see it, but I don't. New York state where I live, highest tax state in the union, roads are falling apart. Airports are a mess, all right? Train stations are dangerous. Infrastructure, insane. Where's all the money going? Schools in affluent areas on Long Island, where I am, are good. And we pay plenty of school tax. But in the city, they're terrible, even though the taxes are supplemented in the New York City schools. So, where is his money, and what are the improvements being made? You never get it. So, I'll remind you that uh, Bill de Blasio is going down in history as the worst mayor in New York City history. He gave his wife $1.2 billion in city funds. I think it's Shailene or somebody. And she was supposed to use that for social justice. Nobody knows where the money is. Is there an audit by the Attorney General? No, why would there be? Attorney General in the United States, Letitia James, she doesn't care where the money is. She's in that whole crew. But 1.2 billion taken out of the pockets of people who work in New York City goes to this woman, and then it disappears. There's no accounting. So if you were living in Bolivia or Chile, this would be corruption. This is what the third world nations do. They steal Haiti. Okay, nobody knows where it is, but nobody's looking. Nobody's looking. Nobody's going to go to jail. Nobody's going to be investigated. So it's the philosophy of the progressives is very, very simple. White men have all the money. And they have accumulated that money by exploiting the minority communities. So the government must punish white men, not only the high earners, but the truckers and the people working in the grocery stores, if you're white, you get punished. You're not on the equity list. You're not on that list. That is the philosophy, and that's scandalous, right? It's scandalous. Now Biden, if you remember back to his first week, did a big deal out of this equity thing. Oh, we're going to do equity, equity. Equity means we give money to the groups that we want to vote for us. That's what it means. And this is all race-based stuff. The shame of it is, and I'll get into this a little bit next week, that all the spending and money pouring into the poor precincts and neighborhoods makes things worse because there's no discipline. Everybody's got their hand out, give me mine. So most Americans have no idea that this is actually happening. If you were to go out tonight, go to a restaurant, maybe strike up a conversation with the stranger. Just as I mentioned, 1.75 trillion trillion. Do you want, you know where that's going? That, that money, that Build Back Better money? Do you know? If anybody gives your coach an answer, please write me an email, bill at billoreilly.com.
3: Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to Trust & Will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust & Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, health preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption, and you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just one ninety-nine. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com slash bill. That's trustandwill.com slash bill.
0: Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you, and when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save $50. Bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield, protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Joe Biden wants all of Donald Trump's private conversations on January 6th when the Capitol was attacked. So he signed an order, executive order. I want them all. Joe wants them. President Trump says... No, that's executive privilege. Now, those transcripts, conversations, they're at the National Archives. They're stored there. So now the Biden administration says, we're going to get them. And Trump sued. So it went to a judge, a federal judge named Tanya Chutkin, age 59, appointed by Barack Obama. Guess who Judge chutkin ruled in favor of Joe biden (laughs) okay shocking right so now biden thinks he's going to get him but he's not because trump's lawyers are going to appeal to a higher court and here's why trump's going to win um barack obama signed executive order 13489 on his second day in office. Okay. And the order says that both current and former presidents are allowed to invoke executive privilege with respect to presidential records kept in the National Archives. Did you know that? Nobody knows it. Press will never report it. That executive order has never been challenged never been overturned it stands and this is very specific records in the national archives which is where the january 6 records are supreme court any federal judge that's honest looks at this and goes you didn't overturn obama's executive order it stands you're not getting it and if it got to the constitutional level There's no way executive privilege does not apply to presidents when they leave office. No way. Don't you like to know that?
4: These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker.
0: Time is our most precious asset. And many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, you might want to check out Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course, gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu bill to become a defender of American freedom. Please join now. It's free, easy, and essential for safeguarding our liberties visit hillsdale.edu/bill to register. So um hatred is bad. Everybody knows that. But we're human beings. And I do hate some people. I'm sorry, I have to go to confession, but I hate them. Now, do I wish them ill? No. Do I hope they get cancer? no but i hate them way beyond dislike and if they ever came at me or there was a circumstance they get hurt but i know that's my weakness so in this country now we're developing into tribes and the tribes hate each other didn't used to be that way when i was doing a factor you know, we brought Democrats and Liberals on all the time, we had good conversations, and uh, there was no problem. Now, when these people lie blatantly about the country, when they call people racist, I can't abide it. There's a whole different tone in play. So I was thinking about what is the solution. We have a no-hate zone here on BillO'Reilly.com. I don't traffic in that. But I got to tell you, when I see somebody like Joy Reid or uh, Behar, these people, I just recoil. Again, I don't wish them physical ill. But it's not, there's no detente ever going to happen between me and them. Because I believe they're hurting us, you, me. They hurt us and they hurt our children and they are overjoyed to hurt us. It's kind of like the abortion thing. So by not opposing actively abortion, the Catholic Church makes it much easier for the unborn to be killed. That's a fact. They're not saving babies. Are they? So anyway, um, thinking about this, I think the philosophy of no hate zone is worthy. It takes discipline. I try not to watch these people on TV. I don't read the New York Times or the Washington Post anymore. I just don't want it. I know what they're going to say. They very rarely have anything sane. They uh, despise the country. So that's what they do. The final thing is I'm going to fight as hard as I can to reverse this progressive wave. It's happening now. Biden, Harris, all of these people are really getting hammered. I don't expect that situation to improve for them because the level of incompetence with Biden and Harris is something I have never seen before in my lifetime. So it's like you're watching a football team And you know they're going to lose because their players are terrible and they're always going to be terrible.